Do, do your bit, Joel, where if, you get the yeah, thumbs up. Yeah, if he's ready for us, and give us a thumbs up. Wonderful. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen from AEW, we're very, very excited and happy to welcome the one, the only, the final BTE champion, at least for now, the one and only Kip Sabian joins us now. Hello, Kip. Forever. <laughs> Sorry, lads. I, uh, I saw that I could add my own tagline, and it took me like two minutes to come up with total stud. I get that, it. that is how I feel every time I do this show. I always think, of, oh, what's my headline going to be today? And I sit there for like five minutes to try to come up with something. And then get, guys, you, people get what they get out of it. Fight for ever booked. And look, oh, okay. I mean, I, I just brand it based on where I work. So I don't have to do anything. I had to have like an actual like few minutes of, come on, think of something smart. Think of something really cool. And I was like, I'm just a total stud, I guess. Uh, that how, is are you smart and cool. how are you doing? Great. How are you, Kip? Thank you for joining Very us. Good. I just had to let the dogs out, so I'm I'm out of breath. How many dogs do you have, and, and what kind? Two. I have a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, who is the most dopiest dog on planet Earth, but she's lovable. And Oscar, who is a Papillon. So he's a nice. tiny little boy. If you've seen oh. Mick Foley's dogs, it's the same dogs as Mick Foley. We're gonna have to get them to make an appearance if we if we can. There's I one can yes. grab them at some point. I'll get Liv to uh, to let them down into my man cave. Oh, let's go! I love it. Speaking of your man cave, my goodness, you have one hell of a setup. This, <laughs> Thank you. Was this something that was cultivated like during the pandemic? Was this like a, a, a labor of love? Like, how did we get to this point? So during the pandemic, right before it started, I was like, you know what? I always wanted to be a Twitch streamer. I loved watching Twitch love video games. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna give it a go. So I started streaming and then the pandemic hit and I was like, well, now I can go all in with the, the streaming run. Uh, excuse the pun. And uh, yeah, it's been a slow development, but we moved into our new house about six months ago. I've been slowly building up this, uh, this collection of my passions. Yeah, I'm seeing everything. I see the, uh, the, all the Star Wars influence, the Marvel influence. I see the, the Green Goblin hat up there. Yo, awesome. Wait, I, I, I got to get the Green Goblin mask real quick. Could you? This is Please probably do. the greatest gift that Liv ever got me. And it's... We have to see this. All right, get this mask. This is, this is a Green Goblin mask that, uh, for those of you who don't know, I, I have a feeling I know what it does, and I think it's going to be as good as it looks. Let's go. Let's see how this And here looks. he is. Oh, that's wild. It's pretty rad, right? That's crazy. I love it. There's, there's so much in that room that's like, you got, if you haven't done a full room tour yet, you kind of have to do one for the content. Hey, hey quick plug, youtube.com forward slash the Kip Sabian. This channel is starting back up and there is going to be one very soon. All right, let's go. Jeremy Lambert, you're up. <laughs> let's talk okay, some wrestling. Let's talk some wrestles. Well, a little bit of wrestling here, okay. but one of the recent times we saw you on television, I, I need to know about this shirtless sleeve look <laughs> that you had going on fashion so i'm glad you brought that up actually so it actually was a rib between the lads so okay. right so i randomly decided you know what i miss wearing the leather jacket but i think i need a sleeveless leather jacket now so i went to the 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 wardrobe department and I was like, can you just take the sleeves off this jacket for me? Because, you know, I don't want to do it myself. And they were like, yeah, yeah, no worries. So they cut the sleeves off. And then I just put the sleeves on thinking, you know what? Let's just make a joke about it. So I put the sleeves on and I'm like, actually, I think this looks kind of good. So I'm like, let me just test this out. So I walked down to the ring where everyone's hanging around the ring. And I was like, is this sexy or not? 
and 99% of the lads were like, <laughs> it's making me feel things. So I was like, you know what? Let's see if we can make it work. So they, they added like the little strip at the back. And I don't think anyone ever thought I was going to wear it. And then that day I was like, you know what? Screw it. So I just put it on and pretended it was a uh, high fashion. And now it's my usual go-to. <laughs> it was amazing when I, when I saw you and I was like, only, only a few people could pull that off. And you were certainly one of them. Uh, <laughs> I want to know who was the 1% that was like, I don't know about this Kip. I, I'm not feeling anything. From it, who was the who was the one percent that felt nothing? Because I have a bones pick with this person. Oh, I don't know if I can go in. Uh, <laughs> I can out out someone like that. You know what I mean? Well, I think you can, and you should. That's just. Oh, I don't know, boys. <laughs> I don't know. We're giving some. Uh, I'll be seeing a bunch of articles saying Kip Sabian destroys <laughs> insert person. I can't talk about. Uh, to be fair, I'm going to be honest. I can't remember who it was because as soon as they said, "I'm not sure if it works," I think I just ignored it because I wanted to hear the positive ones. I was probably going to do it either way. But yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying messing around with uh, the, the comedic side that I've always had inside, I guess. I've got, a, I've got a question just relating to how we got here. You know, you had sent out a tweet being like, I want to do more interviews, more podcasting conversations. Uh -huh. what, like, what got you to that point? Because, you know, you, you could always do media. You can always get out there. What, what, what made you make the change now? I think it was probably, so I'd recently, as I partially mentioned earlier with the YouTube, I, uh, I started really putting some time into my streaming again, because I'm really enjoying doing that. And I like being able to have that. It's like another level of my fans that I can interact with on a personal level to the point that most of the people that are regularly in my chat or my subscribers or people like that, I pretty much know them on a personal level through the stream now. So I really enjoy that kind of interaction because as you guys are probably aware, the internet wrestling world can be a bit of a uh, bit of a minefield of, uh, of, of, of different, different no. responses sometimes. Stop it. No, no, it's not. Stop it. <laughs> so uh, I was like, you know what? I like talking and I really like talking about wrestling. And I know that there's a lot of guys like yourselves that want to talk about wrestling and want to have people on to talk about wrestling. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put it out there and see what response I get. And yeah, it was, it was pretty, it was a, a little bit overwhelming with the amount that I managed to actually get. But thank you to the media department for actually managing to sift through and work everything out for me. I have a full day today. So, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I just wanted to talk more about wrestling. You know, it's, uh, it's been my life's, my life's work, my life's passion. And the more I can talk about it, the the more excited I get about it. Well, lately you 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 know you were teaming up with Butcher and Blade, and then most recently with the Work oh, Nerds. I, uh, I, I let's let's talk about these teams that you are currently forming trios with. Who who are you loving working with? Because I know, like I said, the Work Horsemen and Butcher and Blade. Is there anyone else in the back that you're really wanting to to tie up with? Oh, that's a good question, actually. So the Butcher and Blade thing actually came around completely out of out of the blue, really, which I. Let's talk about that. That's fun. Sure. Um, so Butcher and Blade are two of the nicest human beings on the planet. Like they are literally the nicest human beings, which is crazy considering they look like they would murder you instantly if you just looked at them wrong. So we, over the last, especially during the pandemic, we formed this really strong, like close friendship bond. Uh, and we'd always like, we'd comment on each other's matches and we'd give each other feedback and we'd always be like talking, hanging out outside of the ring.
And then when Liv started teaming with Bunny, and they were then having that connection, it was strange because I was aligned with Liv and they were aligned with Bunny. And then when they were teaming together, it was almost like, you know, like when you have those friendships where it's like, it's, uh, I don't know, it's your, it's your, your partner's friend and then you go to hang out with them and then you and their significant other have this like, well, I guess we kind of should have be friends at this point. Like, you know, that, that's how all of us work with Sean Ross Sapp. We, we are, <laughs> yeah, we're just we're all just friends with his partner, and then the rest is we just, we just work with them. No friends, no actual yeah. friends, no actual friends. Okay, I can believe it. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, so we just started hanging out more, and we became really close friends. And we had this idea where maybe we would end up, you know, doing some stuff together because originally. Um, there was there was talk years ago, like within the first year when they came in of the the stuff that I was doing at the time with me, Liv and Jimmy, and then the, them joining us and having like this big unit. And then obviously everything happened and that that got, you know, segued away. And then it was when me and Orange were doing the feud over the all the international championship now, I had, not the all Atlantic championship. Um that we just had this idea of, you know what, he's got all of his friends. I need some kind of backup to really push this story home. And it just was the perfect time. Those guys came and did the jump for me. And since then, we just we just gelled and worked together. Um, the Workhorsemen, again, I've known those guys since the old Southside days in the UK. Uh, we always talk about the fact that the first time I ever met them was in Nando's, where we did a Southside show. And I said hello and shook their hands like you always do, you know, good brother stuff. But we didn't really have much of a conversation. And it was a double shot show. So there was an afternoon show and an evening show. And on the, uh, the in-between, like lunch break, I guess, between, we just went to Nando's and we, we became friends at that point. And then I have an in-joke with the Drake where for some reason, and I don't know why, it's probably some kind of like socially awkward anxiety thing. But I, I call people baby a lot. Baby is one of my go-tos. So I remember going to those boys and I said, hi to Anthony. And I said, what's up, baby? And then I went to Drake and I went, what's up, big baby? And then it was like this moment of like, big baby. So now he's big baby to me. So I'm sure he's going to love me for outing this on the, on the show. But yeah, those guys, really good friends. And it was just one of those scenarios where I'm sure you probably understand this. I am, I am a man of many hats, a man of many uh, roles, a man of many talents. And it was just one of those days where they put us together and it gelled and, you know, I'm, I'm just enjoying trying all these different things out. I want to go back to March of this year where you did team with Butcher and Blade to take on Darby Allen, Sting, oh, and Orange Cassidy. That was uh, Sting coming up on his retirement. Sting's my favorite wrestler of all time. One hey, of the big reasons I am a wrestling fan. So any... Any memories from this match? Any Sting stories? Just wrestling Sting, being in the ring with Sting. Like, what was that whole match like like for you? So when I was a kid, I didn't really understand wrestling too much in terms of the the interpromotional wars, the Monday Night Wars, this kind of stuff. So I was I was watching wrestling, not really taking in that these were two different shows. It was just I was watching it for the wrestling. I knew that I liked Jeff Hardy because he looked cool and he did flips and I just enjoyed watching people fight. And I said to my dad, dad, I really want to go and be in the crowd at a wrestling show. 
Like I'd love to go. And my cousin and my uncle, uh, they were going to go and see a show. So my dad, not really knowing much about wrestling either, was like, ah, let's let's take him along. So they took me along to this show, me thinking it was a, a WWF show. Uh, and I turn up and I didn't really recognize anyone. And I was really confused as to why the guys that I'd seen weren't on the show. And it was a WCW live event. So, so at that show, my uncle bought uh my cousin a like you know those foam the foam belts they sell on the merch stands yeah. oh yeah a sting a sting championship belt and i didn't get one and i was heartbroken it destroyed me and then about three weeks later my dad bought me this belt and i still have it actually and it's uh the miniature sized version of the world heavyweight championship with sting written on it so i've had that that was like my first piece of like wrestling memorabilia i guess was this sting belt so from that point onwards as, as a child to then now getting to wrestle sting was just unreal and he is so good especially at this age he's so good and he just wants to wrestle and for me as a wrestler the one thing that i respect more than anything is not just like the body of work that people have done it's how they they treat wrestling and he's still so excited to wrestle he's coming up with all these different ideas and these spots and he just wants to go. Whereas Sting being as, you know, decorated as Sting is, he could literally just walk through the curtain, stand on the, the tag rope, wait for a hot tag, come in and do a couple of clotheslines and a body slam and people would still be happy. But he doesn't want to do that. He wants to go out and do all of these different crazy spots to show that he's still, you know, working at that level. I think my favorite story from that match though is Sting being the one that wanted to do orange cassidy spots which i think was the most amazing thing ever where i'm climbing to the top to go and do a top rope maneuver draw it out of the bag and sting does the slow roll to one side and then i move over and then he does the slow roll to the other side and it was so hard not to just cry laughing and just you know explode with excitement because it's just it's such a surreal moment that i think you can't really be a wrestler without being a wrestling fan, in my opinion. You can do it, but I think the fans can tell it's false. Do you know what I mean? So you have those moments where you have to remind yourself of like, I get to work with Sting, you know? I get to work with Dean Malenko, who's like one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. You know what I mean? Having that on hand for advice and feedback and when they, you know, they support you and tell you, you know, how good you are. That's, that's such a big like moment that you kind of have to pinch yourself sometimes, which I don't think a, a lot of wrestlers will talk about because we all have this egocentric persona that we have to put off of like, I'm on the same level as these guys, but Dean Malenko, you know what I mean? You've, you've got to have that, that spark in wrestling. So yeah, the match with Sting was amazing. I've got to do it with a bunch of my heroes, which is, you know, Tick that off the list. I've, I've, I've got a list that I'm not going to go through with you guys that I'm very close to finishing of guys I wanted to work, which is pretty rad. Is there anyone notable that's still on that list? Uh, Motor City Machine Guns. Okay, let's go. Motor City Machine Guns and Kota Ibushi. Oh, and Co okay. Oh, I've, okay. Just given you my, I've pretty much given you my list. Damn. <laughs> look, look at that. We just got there it. it is. Well Good. done. Yeah, uh, and Motor City Machine Guns. Okay, we we gotta we gotta get your tag partner to tag out take out Motor City Machine Guns. Who are you gonna take? 
I'll 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 take Will Osprey and we'll reunite our our, our youth our youth tag team Mile High. There you go. What are you guys doing? What are you guys doing in January in Vegas? You uh, you can get loaned out for a weekend. I got uh, I got some time for y'all. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the box. I know everyone wants to talk about the box. Oh yeah. Was it ever lonely just hanging out out there for a little bit wearing the box and you know people kind of walking by not knowing what to do with you? Did you ever feel like this wasn't going anywhere because you were coming off of injury you were you know you're standing outside with the box i saw you like the first grand slam and some people had noticed you and they were taking photos with you but like you're standing there what's what's the feeling when you're just standing outside wearing a box on your head so it was probably and it's weird to say this after like 15 years of wrestling but it's probably one of the most fun experiences i've ever had it was it was it was it was therapy. Let's call it therapy because we've talked about this before. So it's not like it's any new news, but during that time I was, I was in a very dark place before then. Um, there was a lot of things that had gone on outside of the ring. Um, obviously, um, me and Penelope had, why did I say Penelope? That's so weird. Me and Liv, uh, we'd had the miscarriage and we were in a very dark place with that. Um, obviously I'd come back from this injury that I was out a lot longer than I thought I'd be out. Um, because of how bad my shoulder was. Um, so I, I had wrestled since I was 16. And I think the longest amount of time I'd been away from a wrestling ring was maybe like two or three weeks in that entire period. So to go from, you know, 10, I can't remember the time frame, but 10 years of not really being away from wrestling to now having like 12 months away from wrestling is what I was expecting to do was hard. And I was sitting at home and I was watching the show every week. And I don't know if that was the right move because when you're unable to do anything, like you're, you're not able to do anything, it's really hard to like watch something that you're so passionate about knowing that you can't do it for an extended amount of time. I'm a big Shia LaBeouf fan. I think he's an amazing actor, one of the best actors of most generations, to be honest. And he did a stunt when he was going a little bit, little bit, you know, kooky, where he put a bag on his head and it said, I'm not famous anymore. And it was for the, the red carpet of Nymphomaniac. And it was this weird life art stunt. And then he did a couple of like, like art, life art stunts in this paper bag. He did the, the one where people would, would go into this room that was just filled with his things individually. And he was just sitting there with a bag on his head and they were there for 10 minutes and did whatever they wanted to, you know, interact with him. And then they left and it was just this weird life art stunt. And I was like, I need something creative because I'm losing my mind. So I thought, you know what? All Out 2021 was coming up. I was like, you know what? Maybe I could do this life art stunt because also with wrestling, it's so easy to get left behind. It's so easy to be forgotten. And that was my fear too. We did the angle with Miro. And then a week later, there's no mention of any of that. And I was like, at that point, you know, your brain starts turning. And I was, I was pretty, you know, annoyed about that. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd given myself up to have him, you know, attack me. So I had a reason to go away for surgery. And then now we've forgotten about what happened. And it started to really mess with me. So I was like, I need an outlet for that. So I created this idea, went to All Out 2021. It wasn't going to be a box. It was going to be a bag. 
But the driver, Shane, who I have to give credit for, for the box, was driving me to the, uh, the meet and greet, the, the signing, the convention. And I was like, man, I need a, a paper bag. I had a tuxedo on, I need a paper bag. He goes, okay, so we'd go in all these stores. No one had a plain paper bag, which is crazy to me. We finally go in UPS around the corner. And I'm like, have you got a brown paper bag? And they go, no, but we've got a box. And I was like, okay, do you have a box that'll fit a human head? And they look at me like, Fortress words, Kip. Why is this man asking for a box that'll fit a human head? And they go, uh, maybe, maybe this one. I'm like, okay. So they give me this box and I put it on my head and I go, yeah, that'll do. Do you have a box cutter? And this, no word of a lie, the woman behind the counter literally just looked at me mortified. Like, and she goes, uh, yeah. And just ha hands me this box cutter. And I go, thanks. Walk over, try and guess where the eye holes are going to be, which is why they were like weirdly like, I don't know, strange, you know, shaped eye holes. Cut them out, bought a pack of Sharpies, taped the box up, went out. And I'm in the car and I'm trying to write stuff down. And I was like, man, do I do... I'm not over anymore instead of I'm not famous anymore. And then to be honest, I had a moment of realization went, to be honest, mate, you weren't really that over to start with. So I can sense the jokes that are going to come from this. So let's think of something different. So I was like, I think I'm underrated, which I still do. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll die on that hill. And at that point I was over it. I was sick and tired of it. So underrated over it. I went there. I decided to do it silently just so people didn't really know what was going on. I signed all these old pictures from CVS that I'd bought. I just printed off my own pictures. I was crossing my face out and writing random little like creepy messages. You know, time doesn't heal. It changes you and all of this kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, it just slowly developed. I kept doing the meet and greets. Uh, TK was fine with me doing it. I, I pitched it as I can give the fans something that they're not going to get from the show. They're having this extra interaction outside of the ring now. So it's its own little, you know, it's its own little reason to come to these shows and have these little experiences. And you had people that had no idea who I was because they didn't really follow me on my social media or anything like that. Then you had the people that knew. So they were in on the, in on the joke. So then they started to be like, oh, I know what's going on now. And it slowly started to develop. I started putting myself in the crowd. I started moving further forward. Eventually I was hard cam for all these. It's kind of crazy to think of all the moments that you see me standing behind that as a fan, you'd go, oh, I think they're going to do something between these guys. And that's all I wanted. I wanted to keep some kind of, you know, buzz going behind that. So I wasn't completely forgotten. And it helped me mentally because it gave me a creative outlet to focus everything into, if that makes sense. Also, I have the ability to ramble constantly. Uh, Twitch streams do that for me. So I also have ADHD, so I do go off track quite regularly. So you'll have to rein me back in. That's usually what my, uh, what my Twitch team do for me. Well, that's oh, fun. You're, <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've heard you mention Shia LaBeouf before and taking inspiration from yes. him. And it, and it got me curious of like any other actors or television shows or movies that you've kind of like found inspiration in to bring into the world of professional wrestling. Lost Boys. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, it, yes. my, yeah, my yeah. Keeper Sutherland, Lost Boys, Homine, <laughs> yep. Love Letter. Um, I'm a big Lost Boys fan. I'm a big horror movie fan. Uh, the box also inspiration came from Michael Myers, the whole silent being in the background. The viewers know I'm there, but the person that's in shot doesn't know I'm there. It's like that. 
like Halloween is my favorite horror movie of all time. I love horror movies. And it's my favorite horror movie because they didn't rely on just gore and slasher and like the easy stuff. It was probably the first horror movie that used that psychological horror of we as the viewer, we know he's there, but they don't know he's there. Like, you know, the scene in the wardrobe, the scene behind the the bushes, like stuff like that. So I tried to incorporate that into the box gimmick. Um, I, talking of Sting, me and Sting had a great chat before that match where I came to realize that he sees wrestling how I see wrestling, where you draw inspiration from like other, other forms of art. So like, you know, Joker Sting drawn from Joker, you know, he took a lot of things, but then molded it into his own version. You had, you know, The Crow, which was a massive Sting inspiration there. I think wrestling mimics other art, but in a different form because we have more tools to use to do it. So pretty much everything in wrestling, I think I draw from other avenues to get inspiration from. But yeah, Lost Boys at the moment, I'm a big Lost Boys fan. Um, musicians, artists, uh, you know, at the moment with the whole like sex idol shtick, uh, it's very, you know, 80s British, Billy Idol, uh, like that kind of, you know, sex pistol, that, that kind of like, you know, sexy rock and roll vibe. Um, yeah, I think, I think the best wrestling is drawn from these kind of other forms of artwork. Okay. We, so Kip, you and I have a little bit of heat. I, uh, I am yeah. based in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I am, yeah. um, however, from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Oh, I see. What the hell is hey, this? Let's go, Lee. <laughs> what are we doing hey, here? Why hey, am I like the rest of us? Right. So I am a I am a very strange sporting fan. My teams are very different. So I'm a Leafs fan. Uh, I'm a Raptors fan. I'm an Eagles fan. Which, talking of Philly and the the sleeveless jacket situation, was probably the most soul destroying moment of my life to go to <laughs> Philly. And then I have to, you know bury the sports teams as a, as a dastardly villain that I am. And uh, it, it was hard. It was hard, guys. It was really hard. Um, Leafs. So my older brother uh, is 11 years older than me, 12 years older than me. Jason, I'm really sorry that I forgot your, uh, your exact age difference. But um, so he's lived in Canada pretty much my whole life. So he, when I was younger, he went to university in Canada because his mum is from is Canadian. So he had dual citizenship. So he lived with us when I was a baby child. And then he moved there for university and he met his wife over there. And then he stayed in Canada and would, you know, come over and see us. So when I was younger growing up, he would send me Maple Leafs jerseys. He'd send me Raptors jerseys. He'd send me Blue Jays jerseys but i mean i don't really like baseball i've i've I, I, i've still not managed to come over to the baseball world i get very bored very quick um but yeah so he would send me these jerseys and then as i got older i would try and watch leafs games from the uk which is really hard because of the time difference so i was having to like you know illegally stream them on my phone at like 2 a.m or whatever time it was uh so i would watch you know, Leafs games in that regard, but it's more just a, it's more of a homage to my brother, I guess, why I'm a, I'm a Leafs fan. Um, and also the jerseys are super comfortable and I'm all about comfort in my, in my elder years. 
Well, I get that. I do. Listen, at least being a Leafs fan, like it sets you up for like years of understanding disappointment. So that's very true. It's it's a very hey, it's a very good I can go back and watch Ty Domi fights, and that's all I want to do. That's fine. That's you know what this is what got me into hockey. I honestly, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not the biggest hockey fan on earth. I will occasionally watch the games, but I'm not like a diehard hockey fan. And I think it's because fighting got penalized more that I started to be like, well, now I can't watch the hockey fights. So why don't I just watch people fighting instead? But Ty Domi was my guy. I had a little cushion, uh, uh, a pillow that was like a Ty Domi jersey when I was younger. Love Ty Domi. Oh, some place for the team now. So there you go. <laughs> uh, Kip, we have All In coming up next year. Oh, yeah, Wembley, baby. Wembley Stadium. Pre-sale tickets are on sale today. Today. General public today. tickets on sale yeah. December 1st. Let's go. Let's manifest. Let's throw something out there. What is Kip Sabian doing at all in 2024 wrestling there you, that's all we need <laughs> will osprey kip sabian main event aw hey, championship. i'm we'll gonna go, put it out we'll there right now for you guys i've actually beaten will osprey more times than will osprey's beating me there you go i beat will osprey the match before he went to wrestle Kushida for the iwgp junior heavyweight championship the last match before he went away was against me and i beat him so will owed one that's my claim to fame right there. Yes. Now I I'm super excited about it. I mean, the last time we were there, it was it was so great to be back in the UK. And I know that the UK fan base was just clamoring for AEW for a long time, waiting. Obviously, the pandemic really slowed everything down with you know that kind of setup and things like this. I'm I have no idea, but I'm pretty certain we probably would have been over sooner than that because the fan base is so strong. And obviously it, it went to show it when we completely packed Wembley damn stadium, which is it's a pretty tall order to pack something like that for the first show. Um, and yeah, I'm super excited for us to go back again. This time, hopefully, your boy will be wrestling as an Englishman. Um, I would be lying if I wasn't somewhat, you know, there was a little bit of a... a a break in my small shriveled heart, not wrestling on the first show, but I had a really fun time doing the, the uh, pre-show with Renee. Um, that was again, another feather in my hat for doing that as well, which was, I just want to learn everything about wrestling that I can. And that was a really fun situation to be in. And also, you know, me and me and big Paul, we're, we're good buddies. We're very good buddies. He he gives me uh, he gives me books that I should read. He's 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 very knowledgeable. Is Big Paul, and uh, he definitely wants to be in a tag team with me. But you know, I don't know if I, uh, you know, I don't I don't know if I can carry Big Paul. No, I'm joking. All Called all names. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be the the super 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 show, the oh. the, the the no more B sex idol. Uh, I like that. The giant, the giant, and the the the. I don't know if the giant and the Sabian, the the giant and the Sabian is the. Is that anything? Da David, uh, <laughs> David and G Goliath, bad. <laughs> Super David and Big Goliath. You had it here first, folks. Super David <laughs> and Big Goliath coming soon. More workshops. Oh, yes. Sex we'll giants, a lot of sex giants. In there. Oh, sex giants. That, yeah. oh. There we that, go. That gave me, yeah, that gave me feelings. 
That gave me feelings. <laughs> that did. Thanks, Giants. Uh, Kip, as we start to wind down, and thank you, you've been very generous with your time. We have a little game we like to play here. It's called cool. Partner Promo or Punch in the Face. It is a game where I give you three wrestlers, and you're going to pick which one you tag team with, which one you have a promo segment with on the microphone, and which one you want to punch in the face in a singles competition. This edition is former BTE champion. So here we go. Partner Promo Punch in the Face. Sammy Guevara, John Silver, Christopher Daniels. Uh, oh. Okay, uh, partner Christopher Daniels, because Christopher Daniels is the reason I'm sitting here right now. Uh, he was the person who, who you know, gave me the shot in Ring of Honor that helped me get to this point. So Christopher Daniels is my tag team partner. I also stole his Arabian Moonsault. Uh, oh, promo, I'm going to say... So am I promoing against this person? Yes, you're one-on-one. -on -one. As deep as I want to bury them in a promo. There you go. Uh, Sammy Guevara, I'm going to promo against because I'm going to bury Sammy because I beat him in the first match. Uh, and then, oh, I don't want to punch John in the face, but I'm going to have to punch John in the face. Everybody always Sorry, has John. To Sorry, John. My bad. So it's basically like, you know, F word, marry, kill, but like a wrestling version. Yeah, because you can't really have that game with other wrestlers that you respect and like. And, you know, it's a different story. So we do partner promo punch in the face. It's good. So oh, it's people put this game right over he started this thing on a whim and like everyone likes it and i don't like that people like it i need people to I, bury I, it. one of my favorite icebreakers that i try and do with people because unless i'm like you know in in that mind space social anxiety is a thing that i i will have you know it's the way it is uh i like the uh two truths and a lie two truths and a lie is one of my favorite yeah. icebreaker games to play because you always find out some really weird things about people in those games. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going to give you a point for that game. That was a good game. Ricky Shane Page called it. it a card game, so here we go. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take it over. It's going to happen, Jeremy. It's going to be. Oh, I know. It's a. It's upsetting. Kip, this is I, where I, I want to feel this game, and then <laughs> and then don't give you credit for it. <laughs> Listen, it's that Reddit meme where someone says, "I made this," and then the next frame is like, "I made this." We'll call it the Joel game. There you go. We'll call it the Joel game. There you sure, go. why not? I'm gonna change it. It's gonna be the Joel game now. Kip, I, I want to put you over because I, I don't think people put each other over enough when they're when they're doing these interviews. We we talk about each other. We have flowers after you know time passes and stuff. So I want to give you some flowers on just putting yourself out there and doing stuff like this. I, I've said this before, like. If you're not on TV or you're not being used in a, in a certain way, like there are other ways to help out and there are other ways to do things. And you've mentioned you want to try to wear many hats. You, you're doing pre-show uh, with, with Renee and everything. You're, you're trying to do anything you can. Doing interviews, doing media is a way to just get out there, put over yourself, put over the promotion. And like that stuff looks good. So I appreciate that you put yourself out there of like, hey, I want to do interviews. Anybody out there, hit me up. And like, that's just a way to be helpful and show value in a different way. So I respect that, that you did that. I appreciate thank you that. For coming no, on I appreciate the show that well. very much. I appreciate it very much. I mean, if you guys ever want to do anything else, you just let me know. I appreciate it, Kip. Thank you. Let everybody know where they can find you uh, on, on socials or on Twitch and all that stuff. Yep. So you, uh, every social is the Kip Sabian. Um, and my Twitch is twitch.tv forward slash the Kip Sabian. I'm actually going live later today once I've done my media, my media appearances. Uh, youtube.com forward slash the Kipsabian. Uh, I, I have a TikTok, but I don't run it. My brother does. So enjoy. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the socials. Uh, you can buy this t shirt at shopaw.com. It's probably the coolest shirt ever. Uh, that's my face right here looking very mean. Uh, and it says my name in this corner with Embrace the Change.
beautiful hair on the shirt and just in, in real life as well. Just beautiful hair. Go for the hair all all through the interview in the chat. Oh, thanks, guys. Thank thanks. you, thank you so much, Kip. Thank you. Right, for thank you guys us. for having me. Of course. You, enjoy the rest of your day. Good luck with you everything, too. and too. we look forward to seeing you wrestling, beating Will Osprey for the title at All In next year. Hey, you called it, TK. Book it. There we book go. It. There we go. Thank you, Kip. Thanks, guys. The one and only Kip Sabian, ladies and gentlemen.